Welcome to Come and Reason with Christian psychiatrist and author Dr. Tim Jennings. Together we will reason through complex issues to find evidence-based answers that harmonize scripture, science, and our life experiences. I'm your Come and Reason host, Charles Mills. This program is sponsored by Come and Reason Ministries. Trust. We want to be a trustworthy person. We want to trust other people. It's sort of like in us. We want to trust the pilot of our airplane, the driver of our bus. We want to trust our family, our family members, our neighbors. We want to trust them. How do we know that we can trust them? What are some of the indicators that they would bring into our lives and that they would demonstrate with their life that they are, in fact, a trustworthy person? Dr. Jennings is here via Skype to answer those questions for us. Dr. Jennings, help us out here. How do we know when a person can be trusted? I want to explore this in multiple depths. Yeah. There's multiple levels of trust. You threw out some examples like trust the pilot of your plane. Yeah. That type of trust is a different order of trust. Mm -hmm. That type of trust, we don't really trust the pilot of the plane. We trust the organization that has vetted the uh, pilot, and, and we trust the institutions in place to screen the pilots, and we trust the various regulators. There's a system in place. Most of us never actually make a decision to trust the pilot. We trust the system in place that vets the pilot and puts them behind the wheel. I like that. I like that. So that's a different order of trust. Yes. But when we talk about trusting people that we're supposed to make a decision on personally, especially in a public space and domain, this is often we're trying to make a decision on people we, we don't fully know. The, the better we know them, then the easier it is for us to make that decision. Mm -hmm. And the qualities in a personal relationship, I'm going to say these real quick and we're going to move on to other things, but to somebody to really be trustworthy, they must love you more than they love themselves mm -hmm. because if they love themselves more, if stress comes, they will sacrifice you to protect themselves. But a person who loves you more will sacrifice themselves to protect you. Yeah. To the degree people love you more than themselves, that increases their trustworthiness, but that isn't quite sufficient. The person also has to have a certain level of maturity. A parent may have a five-year-old child that really loves mommy and daddy completely, but you wouldn't trust the child with taking your paycheck to the bank or many other things simply because <laughs> they're not true. mature yeah, to yeah. handle the responsibilities. And then have wisdom to understand whatever the decisions that they are responsible for making that you would want to trust them with. You might have somebody who's mature, but they don't really comprehend the variables of the circumstances. And I see this sometimes in certain conservative religious groups in which a husband really loves his wife and has good self-control, but he doesn't understand how relationships work. And he thinks that a husband should control his wife and dictate to her and, and is authoritarian and rules over her because of what his religion has taught him. And that actually damages love and undermines health in the relationship. And so it takes all three. And to have that knowledge, it requires some experience with the person. If we don't know the person personally, then we begin looking for other indicators that can be measured. And this is where we as people in a democracy are often called upon to make decisions on who we vote for, whether it's politically in the actual running of government or whether it's in the organizations that we belong to. I belong to several medical societies and they frequently have elections of officers for those societies. The smaller the society, then the more I've been able to network and get to know people. The larger the society, I'm often asked to vote for people I've never even met. You're just making decision based on a, a, a statement or a speech that they've given about some platform that they hold, but you don't really know the quality of the person at all. What's happened over the last couple of years with COVID uh, is that many people had to make decisions in their personal lives based on information that they were getting from third parties, mm -hmm. 
whether it be their employer, whether it be a government official, whether it be a politician, whether it be a health official, a doctor, uh, somebody is telling them something. And there's often conflicting information coming from people. And people are wanting to know. We're talking about this because it revealed very quickly and clearly that if you trust the wrong person, you can be taken advantage of. So where does trust come from and how do you know who to trust when you don't know them personally? Let's talk about can we safely trust? Now, you can trust anyone. The question we want to know is can we safely trust based on claims and proclamations that are made? Yes or no, Charles? What do you think? I want to know the evidence. I mean, claims and proclamations seems that that's easy to do. I can give claims and proclamations, but I have to come up with evidence before I'm going to trust it. So we can't trust based on claims and proclamations because can liars make claims and proclamations? (laughs) Can con men make claims and proclamations? How many politicians have made claims and proclamations? How about if the claims and proclamations aren't made by somebody running from office, they're made by somebody representing an industry that can make billions of dollars off of the claims and proclamations? How about that? I would say no. That, that would make it very suspect to me. Well, that's what's happened the last couple of years. Lots of claims, lots of proclamations. So the point being is you need to be very cautious about trusting just based on claims and proclamations. How about this? Trust based on charisma. Well, oh. the person who's saying it, they speak eloquently. When they talk, I, I, they just move me. They've got charisma. They've got panache. Can you trust based on charisma? When I was young, yes. When I am now older, no. I was more swayed when I was young by, by the golden throat and the, by, the, by the smile and by the, the style of someone. But now that I've had some maturity, I'd say, no, I don't trust that. Probably the number one quality for a con man, charisma. Charisma, exactly. Charisma. No, you cannot safely trust based on charisma. What about, can you safely trust based on emotions, how you feel about the situation or the person? I see a lot of people doing that. And again, maturity says, no, you can't. No, emotions are simply data points. You're reacting to something, but the emotions, you may be reacting to the charisma rather than the reality. And therefore you get conned or taken advantage of. Same thing happens in infatuation. You're sure this is the perfect person for you. You're in love. It's never felt so good. And then six weeks later, you think you've fallen into the pits of hell. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) We've all heard stories like this. We haven't experienced it. Emotions are unreliable to make ultimate important decisions based upon. And, And in fact, the con man, not only do they have high charisma, they depend on exploiting emotion. They don't want somebody who is a very objective, fact-based, evidence-based thinker. They want somebody who can be swayed emotionally. Yeah, yeah. That's an easier target. Yeah. Can we safely trust based on power? The person telling us has power over us. They could fire us from a job. They could arrest us and put us in jail. They could take our our license from us. They could do something to us because they are in a position of power over us. Therefore, they can be trusted. Is it safe to trust based on power? No way. Well, well, why not? I mean, they wouldn't be in a position (laughs) of power if they weren't trustworthy, would they? 
So we have history, people in power, and there's an old saying, power corrupts, mm -hmm. and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yes. And that is true in all human and uh, even uh, you know, demon intelligences. Jesus Christ at the cross, of course, proved that it was untrue for the Godhead. Mm -hmm. All power had been given to him in John chapter 13, and despite all power at his disposal, in the most horrible miscarriage of justice and physical abuse and taunts, Jesus would not use all power mm -hmm. to advantage himself or to protect himself or even to stop the abuse of others against him. He left us free to reject and abuse him. So Jesus demonstrated that with him and the Godhead, uh, they are absolutely safe with the power and are not corrupted. But everyone else, the more power, the more we should suspect their motives and what they're doing. So we cannot safely trust simply because someone has power. What about this? Can we safely trust based on the person's position, credentials, or the authority of their office. Now, Dr. Jennings, you're putting me on the spot here because a lot of what I trust in you is based on your credentials. The fact that you took the time and took all the energy to go to school and to, to get your degrees and become a, a, a medical doctor and become a psychiatrist. Your credentials are what I am using to trust you. It's like the pilot. When the pilot flies the airplane, I am trusting the credentials. I'm trusting the people that gave him those credentials. The fact that he has credentials mm. means that I can trust him more. Would I be wrong in saying that? You should not believe or trust what I say because I say it because of my credentials. That is not a reason to trust. Mm -hmm. Well, the teacher said so. The doctor said so. God said so. The Bible said so. It may be true, but that is not what God wants. Romans 14.5, Paul says on questions like this, Every person should be fully persuaded in their own mind. What we do at Common Reason Ministries is we present things like we're doing in the show today through evidence, through logic, through reason, through how reality works. And we want people to think it through for themselves and come to their own conclusion and agree, not because Dr. Jennings said so, but because it actually works that way. So there's two ways to understand that two plus two equals four. One is a Stanford math professor told you it does. Mm -hmm. Another is that you have been taught math, you understand the principles of math, and you can actually add yourself and see that, in fact, two plus two does equal four, and you agree with the Stanford math professor because that's how it, reality actually works. You don't listen to me because I have credentials. You listen to me because I explain things in harmony with how reality works, and it makes sense. There are plenty of people out there with credentials like mine or even more that if you listen to, you would stop listening to them because they don't make sense. That's they true. will tell you that there's no male and there's female and that people can decide yeah. whatever they want to be. It's just this construct of one's mind, and they're absolutely denying objective reality, but they have good credentials. You would not listen to them, Charles. Okay. All right. I'll give you that much. I'll give you that much. So back to the question, can we safely trust people based on position, authority, or office? No, the answer is no. How about this one? This one's going to be trickier. Can we safely trust based on other people's testimony hmm. and the person that is telling us we can trust, we personally know they are trustworthy. That person has been vetted by us. We know their character. They love us and they're mature and they have a, a wisdom in areas that we've worked with them before. Can we safely trust based on the testimony of other people who we know are trustworthy? And the answer, of course, is no because that trustworthy person is not infinite God and they themselves could be tricked. They themselves could be duped. They themselves could be fooled. They themselves could misunderstand a fact. A Stanford math professor can actually make an error in balancing their checkbook as they're distracted in some way and somebody's talking to them while they're adding up their accounts. 
humans can make mistakes without any maliciousness. So the person that I said you can't trust, it's not necessarily because they're malicious and trying to deceive you. It's simply that they're human and they might be wrong on a particular point. That's why the Bible principle of every person must be fully persuaded in their own mind. And so where real authority comes from, Charles, real authority comes from the truth itself. To the degree someone is speaking truth on any subject matter, their descriptions or words have authority on that subject matter because it's actually true. That's how it works. It's real. Mm -hmm. We're having the show today because the world right now is being conditioned to suspend their thinking and to place their trust in seriously untrustworthy characters out there in society. And there is something happening in society called a deconstructionist philosophy in which people are being taught that there is no objective reality. There is no male or female. And the reason that they are saying this is really not about gender and it's not about marriage, even though that is being harmed by all of it. The real assault of all this is on human minds. The goal is to decouple the average person from objective reality and standards that you can look into the world around you and draw a conclusion. And, And therefore, if there's no objective reality, then you can't look to somebody in a position of leadership and say, hey, I heard what you said on this, but as I look in my community, It actually doesn't work that way. Therefore, I can tell you're lying to me. Oh, no, you can't because there's no reality to test me by. You just have to accept what I say because I've got power. Watch the methods people employ. The mature people who are more trustworthy than the immature who are less trustworthy are the people who practice the principles of God. They'll present their perspective, the truth, in openness. They will invite critique and criticism. They will leave people free to disagree with them. And they do it because they want to help others. So truth, love, liberty, and openness. Comeandreason.com is the website. More resources there, listener, for continuing this conversation in your mind and with others. Comeandreason.com. Dr. Jennings, as always, thank you so much for sharing with us today. Appreciate it. Thank you, Charles. This program is sponsored by Come and Reason Ministries. And until next time, this is Charles Mills, along with Dr. Tim Jennings, wishing you God's presence in your life. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for spending time with us today. To continue the journey, I urge you to visit comeandreason.com. Here you'll find many excellent resources to help you gain a deeper understanding of the God we all love and serve. That's at comeandreason.com. This is Charles Mills, along with Dr. Tim Jennings, inviting you to join us the next time we come and reason together. Come and reason.